Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast, the official podcast of Pineland, broadcasting to you from an undisclosed location deep inside Pineland, where we discuss faith, family, finances, firearms, freedom, food, and everything else in between with those who believe in living free and living out the values that made this country free. It is the Pinelander Podcast. My name is Paul LaFaver. I'm here with my Ranger buddy, Mike Blackburn. And today is Friday, the 8th of July, 2022. We just celebrated uh, the 246th anniversary of America. God bless America. Uh, I'm here with uh, two other friends that Mike has, uh, Mike and I have brought into the undisclosed location. Brought them into the G-Base. Brought them into the G-Base. Uh, and they've been facing out, pulling security. And, uh, and so we've got, I think, a great podcast planned for you. We've got two American warriors here, uh, barrel-chested freedom fighters, two guys who were on the same ODA back in 2006, 2007, off of ODA 371. I want to welcome Scotty Hawkins and Dave Miller to the Pinelander Podcast. Welcome, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys having us. Yeah. What's awesome about this is, you know, you know they, they can't tell fibs. Because the <laughs> other one was there with them. It's like, no, man, you know that didn't happen. Right. So we're, we're going to get the real deal here today. We've I'm been together you. long enough. We got our story straight. We can tell each other's lies. That's true. When you get older, they're like, uh, I thought it was two guys. Yeah. Now it's eight guys? <laughs> yeah, blame wow. It, yeah, blame it on senility. And what uh, what we're trying to do is basically, I just uh, uh, I ambushed these guys. I said, "Hey, I've got this great idea, and we're trying to do a series uh, with these uh, teams in combat and, and a way to pass on the lessons learned to the guys uh, coming through the pipeline, uh, and also honor uh, the guys that we uh, fought and some died uh, alongside us." And and so. Uh, Basically, we, we got to talking about that, and I said, hey, uh, what better way uh, uh, to talk about your experiences to have you both come on? And so they agreed. <laughs> uh, but what we wanted to do is just give them a platform. They've got a great story. Uh, we just want to hand it over to them. So, guys, uh, there you are, 2006, 2007. Uh, we're in Afghanistan. Uh, I believe you guys are in Nangahar province. Uh, and then your ODA, ODA 371, uh, found its way uh, going to uh, schwack the Taliban uh, in a place called uh, Tagab Valley. Yeah. So if you just just launch off, man, however you want to do it. I don't want to stymie you. Well, the, I guess the, the basis of the mission was it was one of the last, I guess, holdouts of Taliban in that area. Yeah. From right, yeah. What, what we were told. And so I was... Level three, we had two level threes on my team. I was one of the level threes. And so we were given the task to start developing that area to start pushing these guys out because there was a, a PSYOPs team, I think, that had gone in there. No way, this was a bad place. Yeah. Like, you know, heavily anti-American place, you know. PSYOPs team went in there and just got, got yeah. handed to them. Yeah. Right. And so started developing, started gathering some information, 
developing that. Hey, on that note too, uh, Scotty, is uh, what a lot of people don't understand is uh, uh, Green Brace have to develop their own target sets. Yeah. yeah. So you don't get a lot of low-hanging fruit and they go, hey, here you go. Here's all this national-level stuff right. just kind of thrown in your lap. No, no it's more like, um, you know, we're kind of wondering what's like going on over here, and maybe you guys can go out there and figure it out. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the coolest <laughs> things to me about the job, you yeah. know, is that, you know, yeah, it's not handed to you. It doesn't yeah. come from the. It doesn't come from the top down to you. That's right. Yeah. You know, it goes. It, you're, you're, you're in there. It. You're it. Yeah, you're yeah. it. You you go out there. You get, you know, your information. Turn it into intelligence. Go out and you act on that intelligence. Nobody else does that. Yeah, not you everybody awesome. can do it. And not everybody. It's awesome. And the guys that are trying to do it can't. I mean, how long has SF been doing this? Yeah, seventy years. You know, yeah. right? Yeah, long time. So, yep. Yeah, that was one of the coolest things ever to me about the job. Yeah. I, I didn't have to look for another job. It was the perfect job for me. Yeah. yeah. So you're doing doing the SF thing. You guys yeah. have you got your con up approved, uh, which can be tricky. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, when we started developing it, um, it turned it, it grew legs, mm-hmm. um, and came uh, you know got the attention of the battalion commander and kind of became a battalion mission because we had six teams yeah. that ended up going into the valley because nice. it got that big. Nice. Uh, three teams from the north and three teams from the south. Wow. And, uh, and Plenty of work. Yeah. yeah. And there definitely was. And we didn't know because, you know, once once it got, you know, to that point, we were given a deadline. Yeah. Uh, you're going in on this day. Yeah. And there was still plenty of development that needed to be done. And this was a hot time, too. 06, 07. Yeah. If uh, for our listeners, uh, this was the wild, wild west of Afghanistan. Uh, you had uh, a lot of the big army was kind of drawn down, and it created a vacuum. And in that vacuous space, uh, the Taliban were just having a good time. Yeah. And they were flexing their muscles. Uh, I can't remember all the names of the guys, but you guys probably do. But this is uh, basically, you know, SF, w- one of the things we do is uh, you have a few amount of guys facing off to a lot of enemy. And you can quickly find yourself in that situation. And then... Yeah, so this was hot. It was a yeah. hot time. And this is exactly what you're talking about right there is, is one of those things that just develops because our, our three teams from the South, and, and this is, and like I said, you know, we were talking offline, and I was like, oh, this is so cool for me to do because I've been wanting to do this for years with Dave. Yeah. You know, so he can fill in those holes for me mm-hmm. that, you know, I've forgotten, you know, all the multiple TBIs. And, and vice versa. Thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, what am I missing, Dave? Help me out here. <laughs> you know, um, hey, but can, we we got set. The, yeah. the the teams in the south got set before the guys in the north reached their 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 point there. Yeah, the line, so yeah. this is one one of the lessons learned for me that I'm all, that I'm always trying to pass on is complacency. Mm-hmm. And we we oh. we kind of got complacent, yeah. you know, because we've been hitting dry hole after dry hole after dry hole there, mm. and so we uh, we were. Staged, ready to go, waiting on the guys from the north. We had our outer perimeter set with our guys, and it wasn't long before the Kevlar's come off. Complacency started. Yeah. Mm. The vest comes off, weapons go down. You know, you got guys on the guns, you know, on the main guns and everything. So, me and the Delta, we're having a left handed rock throwing contest. Cookie <laughs> board. Guy on a, a motorbike comes by. Rides through, guys stop him, shake him down, nothing on him like that, nothing. And uh, turns out he gets through, and he was he was a scout. They they had, had an ambush set up for us, 
because once we got set, I don't think we drove 500, 500 meters maybe. It wasn't far at all. And it started raining RPGs. Yeah. And uh, crazy that, thing. And about I think Dave remembers this part better than I yes. do because he was <clears throat> he was in the gun and I was in the TCC of the vehicle. I was in the crosshairs. Yeah. Of that RPG. Yeah. He he was on he was on top of the on, on top of the vehicle in the turret, and I couldn't see. And yeah, next thing I know. Well, what was crazy about it was, you know, no American presence here, right, in this this valley. And I'm, I'm looking at this, we're driving down, driving by, and I looked at this collot, and it had, you know, the, the mud walls. And then all of a sudden, it was Hesco's, Hesco's, Hesco's. I'm thinking, these guys robbed a truck and finished their compound off of the, with stolen Hesco's. And about that time, I heard the pop and the hiss, and I see the smoke truck, here comes the RPG. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily for me, it, it, it landed short, Wow. And uh, of course, I cringed, braced for impact, for the explosion. It didn't explode. It just it bounced off the ground and skidded. It went right over my head. I saw the fins on it as it was going over my head. I braced for for an explosion when it was going to land on the other side. I mean, it didn't detonate. So today's my lucky yeah. day. And then it was on after that. Yeah, the gunfight so, was on after that. Yeah, RPG after RPG, and Dave returning fire with <clears> a <throat> fifty. Uh, position the vehicle. I swung out with a 240 return of fire there, and just so about this time, that's like you're you're starting to put the helmets back on. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure it's like, hey, yeah, exactly. I think I think yeah, we got maybe, some action. Maybe. Yeah. Does it happen? Is this it? Is this yeah, it? this is. I think this is it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was a it was a baited ambush. They were they was an L shape, and they were wanting us to. And of course, the the regular army guys, the TTP was you get take contact, you hit the hit the throttle and get out of the, get yeah, off the X. Off the X yeah. We stopped, turned and fought them. Yeah. And of course, you know, after we uh, took care of these guys, we had law and fire, then we started taking fire from mm. the main effort was waiting, you know, trying to, they were getting frustrated because we didn't roll you into did, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> It's a good thing you didn't get off the X. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a good yeah, thing you didn't was, do it right. <laughs> we were, we've run on the X before out there. It was it was textbook. Well, I mean, it was like they had the SUT manual. Wow. You know, they were reading it. It was textbook because they, like Dave said, it was a baited, baited far ambush. Wow. And if you looked at the terrain, it just showed right to its choke point. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's where the, the second ambush was laid in. And, uh, yeah, the uh, other accounts of stuff, uh, <laughs> I just got to talk with another team today, uh, 336. And they they uh, they noted there was a similar type of uh, Taliban recce TTP yeah. that you had a guy on uh, a bike a motorbike you know dirt bike whatever and he's just kind of you know milling about mm-hmm. but really kind of checking you out yeah. and and uh, so yeah a lot of that yeah, and that I've I've heard that so many times it makes sense yeah that was the recon <laughs> yeah you know? somebody with uh, with some nuts that did that yeah. mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I remember, uh, and I didn't want people to not get this, is prior to the deployment, uh, I believe, uh, Scotty, you were the guy that brought Dave on the team. Well, that, well, goes, that was a good little story. I wanted to make sure we got that. That goes back to the beginning. It was yeah, 2003. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> we, we, we went through the Q course together as well. Yeah. So, like, you know, nobody gets to say anything bad about Dave Miller. Unless it comes from me. Yeah. Because yeah. I've known him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, you know, we get through the Q course and um a guy uh, that that was on my Sage team told me, Yeah, hey, this team's got an opening for a Charlie. 
go over and talk to them, and I did. They had an opening for a Bravo, and so I, I drug him along with me as, as payback for everything <laughs> you know, he did to me in Sears School. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we won't go there right now. Yeah, yeah. but but um, yeah, and so that's you know after so yeah, Dave and I've been together through the Q course, got to the team at the same time. Um, Dave Dave went to McCall as an instructor about a year before I did. Being a level three, the Sergeant Major was able to hide me out for an extra year on the team. Mm-hmm. And then so when it came my time to go to be an instructor at McCall, Dave was like, all right, come on. I snagged him up. Yeah. Brought him out there with me. So then, yeah, yeah turnabout's fair play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But, um, you know, that, you know, going back to, like I said, it was like, you know, they had that SUT manual. And yeah. Reading that, it was SUT for dummies. You know, set up the far ambush, set it up like this, set up, you know, they had it. And then, you know, just standing there going toe-to-toe, fighting with those guys. Yeah. And once we got fire superiority, sent a squad of dismounts through there, cleared the buildings, sitting back, making our next move, and we started receiving fire, you know, from the what was now another far ambush. Wow. You know. And you guys had uh, A&A with you, Yeah, right? Yeah, we had our, they were called ABP, Afghan Border Police, back then. Okay. And so yeah. just a, it's a name that you know um, the border police could have heavier weapons than regular right. Afghan police. So our guys were able to have cruisers, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Whereas uh, the, the police just had AKs. You know? So you had uh, 20, <clears throat> 20, 30? Yeah, maybe something 20, like that. Okay, yeah, maybe that's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I get a slice of those guys, and then so you've got them. You know, you you're uh, you had a maybe. Like one SF guy with five or six of those guys or something like that. Yeah, too. When we had to do that, yeah, we would, you know, you know, that that whole SF thing. You know, so when yeah. when this when this went down, how did they perform? How did how did that go? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, because you're spending <laughs> well, a lot of time with them. You know, you're yeah, trying to get them yeah. prepared. You're yeah. trying to, you know, you've kind of gone through this in your head a hundred times, and, and of course now it's it's game time. Yeah. So. Well, well, here's here's one of those places where Dave can. Correct me if I'm wrong, because what I'm when, once we finished that one and we looked at the terrain and got those guys taken care of with the help from a lot of Carl Gustavs from, mm-hmm. from Greg, and uh, we said, well, we can't go down there. We don't, you know, it could be IEDs, this and that, and everything. So let's just bounce over to the left side of the valley. We'll continue forward. And as soon as we did that and moved another 500 meters, it was another gunfight. Yeah. And all they did was shift over because down in the middle of the valley. There was um, like a wood line, and that's where they're hitting us from. Mm-hmm. And so, again, gain fire superiority, dismount with some guys, sweep through the wood line. Mm-hmm. And I took those guys, and this is where, you know, like I said, if there's anything different. No, I was, I, I was on the turret. I was in the turret. I was stuck in the truck, so yeah. I didn't get to dismount. So. And I took when I took those guys through the wood line and cleared it, they were <clears> awesome. <throat> I mean, it was, it was like the best squad you could ever hope for. You know, awesome. they just, you know, I was the squad leader. This was my squad. We got on line. And cleared that wood line, mm. and and doing know. the same stuff that uh, you guys have taught people out at SUT. Yeah, yeah. same old stuff. Basic yeah. infantry. Yeah. You know. So well, I don't so, know if what, some what, guys battle drill one alpha. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we still do that? Yeah. yeah. So you because you have so sex. many. I thought it's all sexy stuff at SF. I mean, yeah. You guys are doing battle drills. Yeah. yeah. You have so many guys that say, "Hey, why do I need to go to SUT? That's right. Why do I need? Yeah. Why do I need that?" Uh, but then again, uh, that's, that's the baseline for every team. Yeah. You know, that's it. I mean, that's you think, what we do. You think about everything we, you know, all the sexy <laughs> stuff, like you said, you know, 
What's the basics of it? The ambush. If you can set in an ambush, you can set in any operation because it's all got the same. That's true. You know, security it's support assault. Yeah. yeah, support assault security. It's all there. It's Doesn't a good way to test guys too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Did you guys have a minigun with you? No. No, that was early on. We didn't have a... We didn't no, 7-6 had one up in the north. Yeah, but I mean, they, they were in country, but we didn't have one. Yeah. yeah. So one, one of the teams that was coming from the north had one. And, uh, yeah. But Carl Gustav's pretty cool. That was way before OEF property. We had to take our own guns over there, crew serves and all whatnot, and uh, bring them back. Well, I, I want to say that trip was when OEF property started because the team, uh, I'm not going to mention the group, the team that replaced us, the group that replaced us, <clears throat> didn't send a PDSS because there was no guarantee to get home for Christmas. You know how many Christmases we spent over there? You know what I mean? So, kiss my butt. Anyway, so uh, they didn't bother. They didn't bother bringing any healthy rivalry. No, no fed yeah. weapons. So I had to sign all my guns over to them, and I was mad because I had rebuilt some of those guns and got them. I don't, I don't think you were the only person that kind of went through a situation like that. <clears throat> well, I'm sure a lot of did. A lot yeah. of them did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard that one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so you had the you had the NA component. Uh, you had so basically on your team. What do you have? Like you know, uh, twelve guys, thirteen guys. Yeah. No, we had less than that. Yeah, like okay. eight. <laughs> never had, yeah, we, we never, never had, had from team. Never yeah. had from team. Yeah. Yep. Might have been eight or ten of us. So then you had, what, uh, three team trucks, mm-hmm. three gun Vs, and then you had, what, uh, Hiluxes, Galore. Okay, gotcha. Hiluxes and Defenders. Yep, okay. And that was before armored vehicles. We were all yeah. soft armor, you know, no doors, soft, soft skin vehicles. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We were fortunate, I think we had chicken plates for the guns. But yeah, chicken plates, nice. sandbags, and the full board. Yeah. You guys were going to old school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sandbags on the floor. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, those yeah. are the days yeah. when you could roll on a five W. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, no con ops, no nothing, just five W. All right, go get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. those were the days. Like well, said, yeah, the, the, uh, the days of high adventure. Yeah. So, so there you are. You're on the X. Uh, you gain. Did you gain fire superiority? Yeah. Okay. And, we, and that, like I said, you know, like we were talking before, you know, all the thi- all the things that you <clears throat> wished for, we had. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we had cast above head. Uh, you know, we had fast movers. At night, we had Spectre. We had gunships up in the north, you know, um, uh, A-64s, everything in that valley. It was mm-hmm. everything, everything you could ever want. Uh, that day, we dropped, um, when we cleared the wood line, we dropped, or was it the next day? I think it was the second day. Second day? Yeah. And one of those days we dropped. Like well, that, well, no, that was after the second ambush. So it was the first day. Yeah. You hit the Two first ambush. ambush. See, this is where it when, all starts when, running together. Hey, when one isn't <laughs> enough. <laughs> we went to the far one side. is none and we two is one. We went to the far one. side of the valley and then we got in another ambush. Yeah. Well, we, well, what I was getting at was when we dropped the, the 500-pound bombs. Yeah. We dropped three of those out there. Um, two detonated, one did not. Hmm. And that was... Uh, well, you know, you got yeah. you got to imagine too. By this point, um, you know, the Taliban are very prepared for this. They kind of yeah. they've kind of figured out the tactics. They kind of figured yeah. out the way you know the modus operandi here. I mean, these guys were probably dug in pretty well. And yeah. they know, you know they they, shoot. this is their valley. They've been controlling it. They've been prepping with the you know the walls and everything else, knowing yeah. you guys are coming eventually. Yeah. They know they got thirty minutes before aircraft come on station, and they you know they got thirty minutes yep. to shoot us, and then they take off, go to ground. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. did you guys were you able to uh, catch the chatter? Also, oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So so some people may not have uh, known about that, but you yeah. can you just kind of elaborate on that? How we were able to kind of pick up? 
Yeah, I mean, every it's, it was real easy to know what what's going to happen next because you could hear them talking about it. Because they're talking in the <laughs> clear. They're talking on the clear on walkie talkie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you pick it up. You use yeah, your like, uh, interpreter. Yeah. You pick it up. He's like, yeah, they're doing this and doing, doing that. This, doing that. Gotcha. Well, that that second ambush or third, whatever, however you want to count them. We, we got the ICOM chatter when they were in the wood line and they were coming up, they're hunting us like birds. <laughs> you know, leave, leave, leave. And so that's when we're like, okay, they're, you know, we know we've got them. And that's when we, you know, sent the squad dismounts in there to clear the wood line. And once that was cleared, we, drew, we fell back to our position and then we started taking fire uh, from a building and that's when we started dropping bombs yeah. on the other side. Mm. Uh, because there was a guy sitting across the, there was a, a dry creek bed in the, in the center of the valley and there was a guy sitting there uh, watching us and, he's, and I, I can tell you how far he was because this is he was he was 725 meters away from us because we saw him and we're like this guy has got balls of steel we're just sitting here going all these rounds and this guy's not leaving what is up with this guy he's a spotter he was a spotter <laughs> yeah. and so we started taking rounds from this building and so uh, mm. our medic started hanging smoke rounds to mark the building for Cass. Well, we couldn't shoot the guy because he didn't have a weapon. Mm-hmm. So I called winds for AJ, and we just <laughs> we just put a round above his head in the tree, and he, he got to moving in. He got yeah. he got the message. He heard yeah. snapping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but nice. uh, and then and it, and then it was just and this is where it gets fuzzy for me. Everything yeah. really starts because we were in the valley for ten days, and it, every time we moved, it was just another gunfight, another gunfight, another gunfight, another gunfight. I mean, we're talking within a uh, hundred yards from our Ron site. We slept there that night, and we get up, we went to move out within a hundred yards, taken off. We were in a gunfight. They were there the whole time, mm. you know, while we slept. You know, what I mean, in a compound, obviously, but that's when they put the the Gustav round over top with the proximity round. Yeah, yeah, that was end of fight. Wow. And you guys also had uh, F-18s, you had uh, you had fast movers, mm-hmm. and you had maybe Apaches. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So the, we the had garden variety uh, support. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, when, when we did get that chance to sleep at night, or whenever it was, the Spectre was overhead, mm-hmm. loitering. Yeah. And you could tell when they went off station, because I would wake up and you didn't hear that. Yeah, it felt a little like, yep. uneasy then. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then the next one came on. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, we'll go back to sleep. Yeah. As long as you can hear that home, you know? Yeah, yeah. As long as you hear that thing humming above you, you're yeah. good to go. Yeah. But that, that was, uh, you know, like I said, and that's that's where I was hoping Dave could start filling, you know, fill in some of this for me because after that, you know, it was just like, I, I don't know. I mean, it was pretty much the same thing every day. I mean, Yeah, you know, so you I, had a run and gun battle for over, over a week. Yeah. And then you had, uh, uh, do you have any, take any casualties? We no, we didn't. I don't know how. No, I don't know how wow. we didn't. You know, well, that's miraculous. It, it, it was because we. I've still got the picture of um, Shafiq was our A and A first sergeant, and a round went, went into the, the vehicle post right by his head, like yeah, an eight pillar. Yeah, I've got a picture, of that. and that was what, that was right after we left the run site. What in this time? Wow. Um, what were some takeaways from this ten days? I mean, because I'm just picking up a couple things, okay? Yeah. One, one of the things that I'm picking up from as you guys are describing this thing is this sort of combat patience. Mm-hmm. Sort of, de- you know, letting kind of things develop a little bit, not rushing in, kind of seeing what you got, and then executing, you know, a well-planned, well-rehearsed battle drill or whatever to do what you had to do. Yeah. Is that is that? Ooh, 
some of it was pretty, let's go. You yeah. know, I mean, it was that quick. I mean, we knew where they were and we knew it was an ambush. Yeah. You know, you're still rolling in on ambush, but you. I were, mean, you guys weren't trying to take the valley in one day. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, it just developed. We yeah, didn't. Yeah. We didn't know what kind of a hornet's nest we had stirred up. Mm-hmm. So this was a, a reconnaissance in force. Yeah, yeah. Okay. kind of feeling yeah. everybody out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're kind of feeling you guys out too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Movement to contact reconnaissance in force, and I uh, I wanted to get this out too uh, <laughs> about your uh, detachment commander, your team sergeant, kind of how they're uh, uh, how they work together and how they split the labor up and made that happen. Any, anything you can draw out of that? They, they were good together. The team sergeant, we had a strong team sergeant. Yeah, real strong. Yeah. We yeah. got it. Yeah. Super, because we had a bad one before that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so we kind had of, a bad it, team sergeant too. <laughs> and it would have been really different. Kind of had a poison well, yeah. and he had to fix it. Yeah. And they did. We got a great, a great team sergeant, a great team leader too. Yeah. Mac was awesome. In in a way that, you know, Dave and I being senior members on the team. It wasn't just his way or the highway. It was like, hey, what do you guys think? Yeah. You know, pulling the guys in and going, all right, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Nice. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So I, I imagine after uh, you guys run, right, at the end of each day, uh, you guys are circling the wagons. I can kind of envision this. And then uh, your team starting getting around, kind of your seniors kind of getting up, getting an ace. Checking all your guys, basic yeah. stuff. It was yeah. patrol base activities. Yeah. yeah. We had a resupply come in, drop right into the center of our Ron site. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it was every, perfect. Every other day. Spot and your, your Ron is like probably a big circle of about 100 meters diameter. Yes. Yeah. Something like that in the middle of the desert. Yeah. yeah. Why, Something like that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Because, it's, yeah because it's about standard. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it just, like uh, team guys interspersed with uh, the Afghanis. We had our three gum trucks, and then we had, well, actually, we had a team attached to us also yeah. um, um, from the same battalion. Okay. And they sliced off, and they had three vehicles also. So we had six okay. US vehicles, and then we had our complement of Engage. And that was 7 6? No. Uh, well, 7 6 was <clears throat> in the north. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Jim Whitfield. That was, uh, they were, uh, did I say they were Charlie Company? I think they were Charlie Company's yeah. guys. I can't remember what company. He ended up being my company commander later on down the road, but uh, he was the attachment commander. Nate Whitfield was his name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you had. Um, so I imagine uh, the the whole impetus for going in there was just to, to clear out the valley. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we've done a lot of these. Just yeah. kind of go in, clear it out, uh, take the take the, uh, the space. They wanted to yeah. establish another fire base. Yeah. In there, yeah. Which I think eventually they did. Yeah. Three nine. I think once they three nine one. Was the team that was tagged to establish the, the foothold there after we left? After we, you know, nice. did what we yeah. had to do. So, yeah. And then, like, uh, like Taliban body count. I mean, were you able to see any of that? No. We we were told three hundred. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that's like I, all told: I, small arms fire, yeah. mortars, yeah. Uh, gun runs. And the, yeah. Of course, the you know the bombs and whatnot too. Yeah, bombs yeah. had to do a little bit. No, no way to. No, and they would body. drag the bodies too. Yes. They did, yeah. yeah. That was the first time we'd ever seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I went through to clear that wood line with those dismounts, blood trails everywhere. Yeah. Mm, not a single body. Yeah. They didn't want to give you metrics, plus, you know, it's a it's a you know, a Taliban thing, it's an you know, Islamic thing. They also have a brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, as much as we didn't like the Taliban, they did uh, we did respect their fighting prowess as much as they were bastards. Mm-hmm. And and they did uh, 
they didn't want to leave their fallen comrades either. Yeah. So right. well, I think for you us, gotta respect I mean, them for that. Was, I don't think we've ever seen anyone organized like that. Yeah. yeah, it was you know the typical hit and run thing, or if we had hit a compound, you know whatever it was. I I don't remember anything, any guys that we ever seen before that no. that were that organized. Yeah, that's that's something that uh, that comes up a lot is. Uh, by that time in 06 and 07, Mike mentioned that they're, they're kind of learning our TTPs and they're getting emboldened. Yeah. Right. And and they also know the ROE. They know how much time it takes. And they had a little playbook. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seemed like they were, at least my uh, my understanding, they were a little more uppity in 06, 07. They just, they got the dander up and they were going after us. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We had to continue to change our stuff, our TTPs. Yeah. So. So that's that's a good uh, a good point is uh, now just to sneak this in here if I can so John Nagel uh, who wrote uh, the book Learning to Eat Soup with a Knife he uh, opines that the U S lost in Vietnam that's a wild statement why we lost Vietnam uh, because we failed to adapt mm-hmm. now my personal opinion is we won all the battles we lost the war and the battles we won was were undermined back here. By other factors. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, my point is, uh, he says, "Hey, the units that don't learn to adapt, they die." And uh, so that's that's a big point. Is uh, you had a, a team culture, and that's kind of a, uh, an SF dynamic. Is we place a high premium on is adaptability. Uh, we we as you guys well know, we train our guys and we tell them, "Hey, adaptability is an SF attribute." And what does that mean? Is Hey, if your tactics, uh, you know, you, you don't want them to know you're going the same way every time. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a different route home. Uh, you don't want to go right every time. You know, you want to mix things up so you don't start. They learn a pattern. They go, okay, here it is, and then schwack. So, great right. point. Well, it, go, it goes back to Roger. Yeah, Rangers. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Robert Rogers. You know. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And he's like, you know, don't come home the same way you went. Right, you know, whatever it was, you know, you know, Harry, yeah. you know, you know, it's, you know there's a reason, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we've paid for those lessons learned in blood and treasure, and uh, so I mean, that's uh, as I didn't want to go off on a long tangent, but uh, some something that uh, you guys I've heard the story before is you guys have said basically uh, more sweat up front and training is you know less blood in combat, right. And uh, one of the things that uh, I just want to bring out for our listeners is you guys had uh, the team cohesiveness. You guys spent a lot of time on the range. Yeah. You guys uh, knew the SOPs. Even being new guys, you quickly were absorbed into that. And, uh, and that is what, you know, kept you guys from all dying, yeah. you know. And then using your, uh, your weapons and your equipment, you know, with, uh, you know, great lethality and, and skill. Drop all that fine ordinance on yeah. your friends. Well, I think it's yeah. I think it's going back to the basics too. Yeah, you know, it's just having that that baseline. Yeah, you know, squad attack, ambush. You know, those basics that you can flex on. You got to adapt them. Yeah, you know, to the yeah. terrain, to to your enemy, whatever. But if you have a gr- a good grasp on those basics, that's your foundation. Oh, three when we got we went over there. Of course, like Scotty said, we uh, got the word that we were going to go. Yeah. We got cleared from Swick within a few days a week mm-hmm. at the most. And then we were on an airplane with this team. 
who had just got back from PMT, which we weren't part of, part of obviously. And uh, I think the only saving grace for us was the fact that we had some time in the army. You know what I mean? Before yeah. we went there. Now, could you imagine if you got a young guy, right, th- just right off the street, right. going through the course, and that happens to him? And I'm sure it has. Yeah. I'm sure it has happened to a lot of guys. Yeah. You know, how do they fare? You know, I'd be curious. You know, I never saw it, never witnessed it, but I'm sure that happened. I, th- I think that's where we have to do the guys coming through the course now justice. You know, oh. you know, if they are those young guys, making them realize, hey, you're going to recycle. This is not the end of your career. This is going to make you better, better yeah. Green Beret. You're going to have to see, you need to see this again. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I cannot guarantee you when you get to your team, you're going to have a good senior. I cannot get guarantee yeah. you when you get to your team, you're not going to be conducting split ops. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. if, if a guy has to see it again, I don't see it as a bad thing. Right. You know, yeah. if, if you see that potential in him. That's a great point, too, Scotty, is uh, a lot of guys, and we know, and, and I was one of them, I'm sure you were, too, you get there, and you're like, hey, Staff Sergeant, what's your nuts? Uh, now you're in charge of those guys over there. There's like 100 guys. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and we've had, uh, you know, Medal of Honor recipients. Uh, let's see, uh, Howard, or no, Miller. Miller, your namesake. Robbie Miller. Robbie Miller, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, same point. Case in point, Staff Sergeant Miller. Hundreds of guys. You know, not a lot of experience. He gets there, an astronomical hero. Yeah, great guy. I'm telling you, that guy. World-class hero. And then just, but that's just like that. You got to get there and be ready to do it. I I, I had the the honor and and privilege of knowing that guy. He worked across the hall from us. And man, that that he did, he he embodied yeah. what a Green Beret should be. I mean, he did. Yeah. He was always seeking self-improvement, always trying to better himself. Yeah. He was, you know, and I, all the guys on his team were just like, man, that guy. Yeah. He's the team guy, you know. Whatever was asked of him, hey, you're going to Rangers school, bam, knocked it out, came back. Yeah. yeah. All the better, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just, all, just always seeking self-improvement. Always, you know, I mean, golly. Never arriving. Yeah. I'm not resting on your laurels. I feel bad because I had yeah. one um I had one interaction with him. <laughs> this is kind of funny. It was prior to employment. We were a battalion getting something, doing some kind of pre employment stuff. And his team was all there together in line and, and my our, I was with my guys or our team behind them. And he walked in late. So he jumped up in front of us and got with his boys and I chastised him for that. I said, Hey, the the line's back there, buddy. You know, I was joking with him, but he went back to the back of the end of the line. You know what I mean? And now, you know, I feel, I feel bad about that, you know? <laughs> but uh, anyway. Hey, good on him, man. I yeah. mean, you know, you got to, you know, you got to earn your way in, into yeah. uh, the company and the well, team. That's when he's a brand new guy. Yeah. Oh, that was when oh. I remember walking into that team room of just, it. I mean, it, I didn't feel like I belonged there. I didn't feel oh, like, yeah, me too. you know, that, that I was worthy of those guys yeah. You know, I was I was standing in the team room, the team starts talking and, and not hearing a word that he's saying because I'm like, that's a Green Beret right there. That's a Green Beret. That guy's yeah. a Green Beret. I'm standing in a team room. Holy crap. Yeah. This is, you know. Oh, I, hey, man. and we often say this too. Uh, we give guys some, uh, you know, pointers. Hey, you're a new guy in the team. Some yeah. things you, you need to expect. Yeah. I mean, could you just, could you wax on that for a second? Just kind of. Well, for me, 
for me, what I remember seven one was great about not doing that. <laughs> yeah. About okay. not staying to pray rest. Well, I mean, it was, it was, <clears throat> right, let's see how he handles this dilemma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was yeah. kind of like being on the Truman show, you know, <laughs> where it's just like, everything's like orchestrated around you. And it's just like, all right, let, let's see how Scotty works through this dilemma now. Uh. <laughs> and, you know, and let's see how he comes out the other side. And it's like, okay, you know, here's what you could have done better. You know, those kinds of things. But for me, that was, that was a, a good thing for me, though, of giving me the opportunity, you know, because now that's something that, that I look for is, is not looking at, you know, an obstacle as the end of the road. That, that's the obstacle is the way. That's, that's a challenge for me to get better, yeah. you know, and, and, that, and that's what 7-1 did for me. Um, I would always tell my students at SUT to sit down and think about what your short-term and long-term goals are because yeah. their team starts going to ask you what, what, what they are, obviously, mm-hmm. you know. And also the big thing is, uh, you know, you get to a team, you're, you're, you're part of something bigger than yourself now. You know, you, you do something to embarrass yourself, you're embarrassing yourself, your team, yeah. your company, your group, and the regiment overall, you know. So, yeah. I think, I think when we were all on a team, and you guys probably the same way, it was, it was different. Yeah. You know, it was really different. Yeah, and I'm, you know, it's it's funny because you said on seven one, and I think that's the other thing that you have to realize. At least I realized very quickly was every team has got its unique character, mm-hmm. and um, so you got to kind of figure out, you know, um, how your team operates. Um, yeah. Don't be thinking that the, the team across the street operates completely different. Don't even worry about them. Um, just kind of figure out your little world and what's expected of you in that world, and try to make that world better. Um, but yeah, it's funny listening to the people talk about their first days on a team because every team's got like a little different way of torturing the new guy. Oh, yeah. You know, ours was always PT. You know, I didn't, I didn't figure that out. I mean, they didn't tell me. You know. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you come on the team and you're out there doing a 5K, you know, equipment swim out in Mott Lake or something, and you're just thinking that's normal. And you're, and you're sucking, you know, you're, you're, you're in pain, and you're thinking, well, everyone else is too, and they probably are, but they're just not pretending like they're not. Mm-hmm. And then PT kind of gets normal. Until the next new guy comes, and you're like, man, I'm noticing like every time a new guy comes, man, it's like this PT they sucks. Just ramp, they ramp it up, you know, because everyone's just kind of looking at the new guy, like how he's going to react, and yeah, he's going he to call uncle or something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's hey, that rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah I mean, uh, you conjure up a lot of memories I have. Um, now, for me, I didn't have the Truman Show, so when I got to the team. But I did. I was enthralled, like, whoa, I'm actually here. I finally made it. And uh, I, my, my team star was David Samano. Uh, Dave, if you're listening in, uh, I'm not sure what you're doing these days. I know I caught a glimpse of you on Facebook. You were downrange doing something. But one heck of a team sergeant. So, uh, and then, uh, you know, Dave reeled me in. So he gave me that initial counseling, of course. And then uh, – but then he would uh, – uh, he would have like uh, real army stuff, and then kind of like non-standard stuff. So I had to, had to learn like, okay, this is how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, hey, so one thing I wanted to also ask you guys because you guys have a pulse on what's going on in the pipeline, mm-hmm. right? One of those is uh, maybe you guys could, and if these aren't good questions, Mike, just jump in there. But uh, I wanted to ask one of you guys if you could go back and do something different 
on the team, uh, you know, namely yourself, what would you do as far as training or anything? What would you do? What would you go back? Your old self would go yeah. back to your young self, and you would say, "Hey, check it out." And whisper in his ear. Yeah. Hey, come here. I think the biggest thing for me is something I try and tell everybody, and it's it's that mindset that that difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Have that growth mindset. Be mm. present in the moment. Mm. I it just I, I never knew yeah. what that meant, you know, until you know recently of just of of being there and taking it all in and really understanding you know what's happening yeah um and and it, it's a lot of us, i don't want to say we take it for granted we just don't realize what's happening around us and how that's going to benefit us later mm. you know those lessons learned you know too late you know, we go back and go oh oh that's what we should have been doing mm. you know um yeah, but I, I would just like to be present in the moment mm. of, of all those great guys that i got to serve with mm-hmm. you know Fortunate, you know that that I can't get rid of this guy to my right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I but that's I say I'm fortunate though. He keeps I calling mean, me up, and looking wanting a job, you know. So I'm yeah. helping him out. <laughs> well, they they say uh, a sign of maturity is being able to uh, learn from your experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, well said, sir. Uh, mature. What about you, Dave? Well, I mean, for for my like when I got to the team, I was I didn't have a senior. I was the Bravo on the team. That happens. And I loaded. I had to load out. All the gear. I didn't know what to take, so shit. I took wow. everything. I took everything, mm-hmm. you know. And then we were six months down range, home for six months, and then back down range again. So by that second trip, I knew what to take, and I, I had learned. And I had a junior at that point in time now, so I had a buddy, you know, to help me. Yeah, uh, you had someone to pick on. Yeah. <laughs> and to uh, t- and somebody to, did you do, did you uh, write his MCOAR or did no, they stop actually, that by then? No, no. Um, they used to do that. Yeah. That's a good idea. That, that I always thought that was a great idea for the for the senior guy. Now it's not going to be etched in stone because the team star is going to have sure, to, you know, sure. But but it's a good practice for that senior yeah. to do that. And they don't think I don't. Some team stars did that. Put some stank on that senior. I did that when I was a team star because it took it helped me out because mm-hmm. yeah. now he was now he was more focused on his junior than what yeah. he was actually that, doing. That junior works for you, and I didn't have to yeah. keep an eye on him as much, you yeah. know. So and it was good for him, you know, because but, some, was, but some of those guys. They make E8, and they've never written an NCOER other than, you know. That's E8. the other reason why we used to do in that. Of course, in school, yeah. you know. Because I was the E8 that became a team sergeant, and, I, of course, I I had five years as a E8 in a unit, and I didn't know it's, beans about that. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, it's easy when you have um, a lot of turnover to get out yeah. of get out of some of the practices that really help develop guys. Because mm-hmm. it's like just, we need to do the fast and efficient way, and that's not – always the best way yeah so yeah. Uh, another good little tidbit for young guys right try to try to make sure you're still developing your juniors and the guys because i mean eventually they're going to be in charge yeah yeah hey so um what about if i could just corner you about this uh trends that you're seeing in the q course that you wish you didn't see okay or or <laughs> even um <laughs> I mean, guys. Things that you, th- yeah, things that you talking think about, might, guys. You know, because we just covered this not too long ago. With, you yeah. know, with uh, you know, the not K- the hierarchy, but like you know, like the KLEs and things. Just things yeah. that we were yeah. noticing with the yeah. with the students trying to kind of help them out to get where they kind of need to get. To. Yeah, I, I, I listened to that that podcast you guys did, and it was I, I was like, oh man, he's right. Yeah, he's right. That happens. That's that's what they're doing. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, how do we how do we get these guys? 
Mm. You know, it's like you said, all of this on the podcast, all the stuff, you know, now that's taken away from true social interaction, mm-hmm. you know, the, the phones, you know, with, you know, your, your phone, you know, the everything on there with the texting, people don't even make a phone call anymore. Yeah. They text. Guilty. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guilty. Yeah. I text my wife in, in my own house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's how bad it's gotten. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you go to a restaurant and you see like a oh, couple yeah. in a table and they're both on their phone? Yeah. It's just yeah. horrible. My wife and yeah. daughter do that all the time. I'm yeah. like, what are you guys laughing about? What's going on? They're texting each other. Yeah, they're texting each other. <laughs> about you. Yeah, it's probably about me. And they're like, you don't want to know. Yeah. It's boy stuff. You don't want to know. Public speaking yeah. should probably be part of the course. Yeah. You know, maybe. Well, that's, an, that's, know. An excellent, that's actually an excellent idea. Because yeah, you learn a lot from just a, just a short public speaking course should be part of the yeah. pipeline, maybe. I don't know. Well, something we tried when we were OCs on SUT with a, a lot of the guys down because they get in such a time crunch. Mm-hmm. Um, the captains will take on the op work just right. to get through it instead of letting junior members have that that piece of it and brief part of it. And then when they get to Robin Sage, mm. they can't brief an op order. Right. Yeah. You know, and again, when, when you get down range and you're that E5, E6, you know, hopefully, you know, you, you've briefed an op order before. I'm, I'm really glad you, you brought that up. I think that would be, like, awesome to not allow O's to have any part of the op order in SUT or tax skills or whatever you want to call it now. Really, the only thing they should be doing is oversight and training and helping these the listed guys work through that op order. Yeah. I mean, if an officer at that rank not do an op order. I mean, he, he shouldn't even be there. Right. But I want to see if he can train the guys. Yeah. yeah. Right. I said this the other day. One of the instructors, if you think if you think about that captain that's coming through our course, if he was in the regular army, he would be in charge of a company. Right. That's right. Yeah. But he gets here and he's got a squad. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. If, if he can't manage that squad, mm-hmm. man, this is not the place for you. That's true. Yeah. For you know? sure. And, uh, yeah, but I'm an op order for a junior guy. It, it can be, it can oh, be a huge, yeah, it can yeah. be a huge thing. Yeah, because you're back there with your notepad taking notes on him, too. It's not like he's just giving an op order. I mean, yeah. he's also being evaluated while he's doing this thing. Yeah. yeah. We get, we, they do, they get plenty of practical exercises, yeah. you know, and we try to, you know, we normally use the officers to get them started mm-hmm. for the first run, so to speak. And yeah. then um, I would never have, I wouldn't have them rewrite the order. Time, I would just I want to see him briefing. Yep. So I would just switch rotate guys out and hand this guy your notes, look him over, get twenty minutes, look him over, and then just go ahead and brief the order. Can you right? so you just get some reps. Can yeah. you get up? Can you can communicate? You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. hey, team leader, make sure covering his material. Sure the team leader is briefing your routes. It's almost make like sure you're saying. Right. It's almost like you're saying if you're a Green Beret and you can't talk, then you suck. That's the it's only almost thing. like you're saying that. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only reason yeah. I got through ASAP. That's the only reason. Yeah. This guy, I could talk to talk. people. You know, yes. it's funny. It's funny yeah. because really, that's. I think. You, I, I think you guys are on to, onto something, and it's. It's just that we have to be able to communicate with one another because the same thing was like we were talking about on the team. The team dynamic is so. It's just so different. No one. No one's sitting around and just kind of stopping and waiting for the team leader or team sergeant to give instructions. It's just not the way it works. Right. When, when you're in a firefighter or anything going on in the team, you guys are all talking to each other. You're all taking information from the entire team. You have to be able to communicate. You guys are solving problems collectively. Mm-hmm. You're all agreeing that this is what we need to do. I mean, communication is the key, really. It's really what sets SF, I think, apart from really the rest of the Army. Yeah. I mean, we, we're just very loosey-goosey. We're very adaptable. We have to be able to talk, communicate, train. 
Well, well right. think, think about it this way. You know, when I was at 12 Bravo, back in a, an engineer line company, and you had your squad, you didn't, you didn't have to worry about coming in the next day and having the combination changed on the door and your stuff sitting out in the hallway. You know, because we, we've done that, you know, on our team, on 7-1. We had a guy who yeah. did not belong on our team. There's a team for him somewhere, but it wasn't on our team. Yeah, got voted off the island. Got voted yeah. off the yeah. island. Gotcha. You know, and regular Army doesn't have to worry about they that. They don't do yeah. that. They don't do that. Well, explain that because, I mean, that's that's very foreign to people. Yeah. Well, it's How does that happen? It, it, it's like you said. It, well, I think the, I think the – That's why we say selection is an ongoing process. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, that first that first deployment, Dave and I, our, our first deployment, I never unpacked my bags. <laughs> Didn't unpack them because I thought every day I was like, they're gonna fire me today. <laughs> Today's the day, Scotty. You're getting fired. Yeah. You know. I think that's a good so, feeling, though. That is good. You know, I had that in the unit too because I thought at any moment they're gonna say, "Okay, yeah, we we saw you do that, and now you're gone, yeah. or you didn't cut the muster now." And I, I think that's I, I think I that's even, good. I'm not even going to put on here the mistakes I made that first. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they're out there. Yeah. And, I'm and there you, too. Uh, yeah. Well, and, you have to be humble and you have to understand that you're not going to be perfect. Yeah, well, there's no you're gonna, you're gonna make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But you gotta be willing to make the mistake and fix it. And fix it. Yeah. Absolutely. And and if you you know, and if you do go to a group or a team or whatever and your personality doesn't quite fit, it's not the end of the world. Okay, if you go to ranger school and you have to recycle, it's not the end of the world. Okay, right. just it makes you a better ranger. Okay, yeah. um, the same thing. If you get on a team, it's just not it's not a good fit. It's just not a good fit. Yeah. We're gonna try to find a place where you fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're not kicked out of the regiment. You just this isn't the team for you. Yeah, and, and you know that that's like I said. You know, uh, you know the guy comes in and he's not fixing his mistakes. He's mm-hmm. not learning from those. And and he was he was my junior. After counseling, after counseling, he's not fixing them, you know, and I and he doesn't show up for work. You send the battalion. We, we yeah. can't find him, you know. Oh, I know you're talking about. And <laughs> you know, you got to go to the team sergeant and go, Mike, this guy. Yeah. 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 No, I, I can't. You know. Yeah, that's I that's, can, uh, that's how our team uh, ran too, uh, and just like that. I mean, you had I worked for my uh, I worked for Rich Lloyd. He was my uh, senior engineer. Rich, just a shout out to you, buddy. Uh, hope you're doing good. And then, uh, then everybody worked for Dave Samano, and then we had our captain, of course. He was our yeah. summer help. Yeah. Now yeah. we had some good captains. Good Sorry, I had to throw that out there. All my <laughs> captains, uh, love you guys. Dave Coffey, uh, Gary Brennis, good guys. But uh, still, everybody knew that that was Dave Samano's team. Yeah. He ran that team, and uh, yeah, you had uh, you had those indicators from your your senior. And then you worked for that guy, and then of course everybody worked for the team sergeant. He's the guy that just kept everybody in line. But you had that that uh, understanding that hey, if you if you screw up and you know it's just a trend, yeah. then your stuff's going in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. That I mean, great. it's a high standard that we that needs to be maintained. But it's got to yeah. be. Yeah. Gotta, we got standards for a reason. Yeah, yeah. you know, for sure. And and you have to. If I can, I sneak in one little vignette here. Okay, so. Uh, uh, I was on uh, ODA 154. I don't even know what that is now. Uh, I'll try to figure that out. But it was uh, B Company, 2nd Battalion, 1st Group. And while I was on that team, it was a Halo team, uh, we did a lot of jumping. One of, the, one of the weird things we did is we went to Haiti. We went on the Haitian vacation. Okay. Right? Uh, and but did you jump in? 
Uh, yeah, we didn't jump in. Yeah, we flew on a 141 over to Charleston and then uh, transloaded everything on another plane and then flew down to uh, Haiti in a 130. Anyway, while we were there in Port-au-Prince, along with a bunch of other guys, I don't know if any of you guys were down there, but you're like, what in the world is first group down there? Anyway, there were Bangladesh and Nepalese guys that went, and they're like, hey, those are first group guys, AOR, so... So anyway, while I was there, long story short, is I started showing my butt. And I was acting up and acting stupid. And, uh, you know, the team sergeant said, hey, you know, it's a seven-month trip. It was about six months. He's like, I've just had it. You're going home. And I was just devastated. But I had showed my butt, and I I had it coming. He said, this is your wake-up call, and I got a counseling and I'm going to send you back, too, because I'm done with you. I was like, oh, man. Uh, the good thing is I got sent back. And uh, like a couple of days later, all the Charlies had to go to Montana to do some civilian blasters license stuff. And Helena, Montana, that's where I met my wife. So it was it was kind of a... You were supposed to show your butt. I was yeah. supposed to show my butt. I mean, yeah. it was, it, you know, it was, fate had it. That, But anyway, my whole point is, uh, you know, after that, man, I was, you know... Now, I did some other dumb things, of course, but I, it certainly got my attention. Yeah. And so I appreciate that, Dave yeah. uh, Samano, for doing that. Yeah. Uh, good team star and a good kind of jerk a knot in your tail. And I've had another good – let me just throw another shout-out to Pete Gould. Uh, Pete Gould was uh, uh, my team star in C-110. Uh, another time I choked my butt and kind of mouthed off in a way, being a smarty pants to our warrant officer, Charlie Moritz. Another shout out to Charlie Moritz, <laughs> best warrant officer I ever had. Great guy, yeah. one heck of a mile American. Anyway, uh, he found out about. It. He said, "Hey, Paul, uh, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to allow that to happen on my team. You're being disrespectful, and so this is your wake up call. And you know what, Brian? Uh, that was awesome. Excuse me, Pete. That was an awesome. I had another guy named Brian Gould too. Sorry, another good guy. But uh, Pete Gould." Uh, Jerked the knot in my tail and squared me away. So I appreciate that. Team starts yeah. do that. Yeah. And uh, it kind of gets you on the right uh, focus. Well, so I mean, you probably saw, you know, the potential. He's like, oh, we can't get rid of the guy. He's too good. But we just have to, we just got to tighten his shot group up. I don't know bit. if he thought that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, you know, yeah, but uh, a, a good leadership makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dan Holloway was my first team sergeant. Um, and uh, he was. Uh, he was definitely a unique guy, and uh, he was old school SF. I mean, mm. that was back when the NCOs were in SF, um, and he was one of those guys, that, and it, it drove the command crazy, obviously. <laughs> Mike, tell but us about the uh, time he, he just had all you guys leave from an, uh, an NCO PD. Oh well, that, yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> and this is classic uh, Dan Holloway, but um, you know, we for, I don't know what was going on. I mean, there was a lot of complaining about this and that and that. And uh, so the sergeant major wanted to talk to, you know, all the companies. And uh, so, you know, Friday afternoon, of course, right? Oh, yeah. Before yeah. the weekend. We're all up in the battalion classroom or whatever. That big get-together room is up there in the battalion. We hardly ever went there when I was in group. But, uh, uh, we, you know, we're up in the big auditorium. And the sergeant major, you know, we all get in and we all get assembled. And uh, uh, before the sergeant major gets started, my team sergeant, Dan Holloway, goes, uh, well, uh, his sergeant major, um, if three two three doesn't have any issues here, is there any reason why we need to hang out here? 
And you could tell that the sergeant major was like taken aback. Uh-huh. He was like, well, I mean, Sergeant Holloway, if you don't feel like you want to contribute or be a part of this conversation, then you guys are just free to go, I guess. Wow. And every guy in that room was looking at us with envy <laughs> <laughs> as, we, as we stood up and exited out of there. And they were there for hours. Oh, crap. And everybody, like we came in like Monday, and everyone's like, God, man, I wish I had your team, Sergeant. Man, he's got such a big set of balls. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was classic, Dan Holloway. That's awesome. Uh, there you go, old school uh, stuff, well, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, I mean, there's so many things you could you could say about the team sergeants we had. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just to kind of just circle back around, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're talking about the, you know, team continuity and, yeah. and uh, being, uh, you know, a good team guy when you show up and go through the pipeline. And one thing you – I just want to circle back around is have good situational awareness, yeah. you know, uh, and then kind of remember, hey, you need to earn your place on the team. So I'll just say this, but maybe you're going to need to sweep. Yeah. Uh, you might need to be uh, that guy that takes out the garbage. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the first thing. Um, as you know, I came in SF, I was a, a young staff sergeant. I'd been in the infantry and I came over. That was like the first thing that was kind of like weird. Yeah. You go up to the SF area, and it's like the sergeant major and team sergeants, and they're out like picking up yeah. trash, yeah, and they're mowing the grass. Yeah. That was kind of. And you're wild. sitting there looking around, like, "Where's the privates?" And it's like you realize real quick there are none. Yeah, you are, you yeah. are the private. So you are the you know everyone is. Yeah. yeah, but that's really like it's just really different than the rest of the army. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, that that was what Mike Reynolds. That, that was the one thing he he, he told me when we first got there. It's like you know I came in. Got everything done that I need to do today, and it was like ten thirty in the morning. He's like, "Mike, everything's done. What, what are we doing?" He's like, "Have you done this and this yet? What do you need done? It's all done. Like, I got nothing to do. Really? I mean, uh, you know, just want to go home." I was like, "Mike, it's ten thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, nothing to do. Don't do it here. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. But that's just again, it just goes back to uh, being that being that guy. If the, yeah. tra- if the trash needs to be taken out." Yeah, take out the trash. If the floor, yeah. if the toilet needs to be cleaned, clean the toilet. You know, well, on Fort on Fort Bragg, right? Twice a year on Fort Bragg, I think they used to have like range cleanup. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, third group would get a part of that, mm-hmm. and uh, it would always be funny because there's always some guy in SF that has like a moonlight, you know, landscaping business or something, right? <laughs> so he rolls in with the the dually and the trailer and the. All the gadgets. All the gadgets, man. So we're out there, you know, and we're just knocking a range out like professional landscapers out there, a bunch of E7s and whatever. And, and you can see the dudes from the 82nd over there with their E-tools, you know, and they're, they're just looking at us with envy, you know, like, oh, yeah. man, you guys are like, you know, how do you guys get all that equipment? It's like, I always bring a ball and knock it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, did you ever get the, you're doing too good of a job. You're making the rest of us look yeah. bad. Stop doing that. <laughs> You can't, don't edge like that. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, that's it. That's, that's basic SM stuff, right? Yeah, and this I is know. a guy, uh, Scotty, is wearing a shirt that says train, lift, shoot. Mm, that's right. So uh-huh. both of these guys are really because, serious because. guys. <laughs> this is the way it says on the back. That's awesome. But, yeah, both these guys, uh, they're trim. They, they, they work out. Uh, yeah, they got, and they have, and I just want to exfoliate them and embarrass them just for a second, but, uh, they wouldn't say this, but these guys are well-respected guys in the SF community. Uh, they're, they are heroes. 
They would never say that. But they and they're heroes because they love America uh, and they treat everybody else uh, like their lives are more important. Everyone else's life on the team is more important than their own. And that's how they operated. I think that's a great way to be. And, uh, you know, team life uh, was so good, they got out of the Army and they continued on with team life. And so now we're, <laughs> yeah. they still work around uh, an ODA of sorts along with me. And I'm, I'm privileged to, uh, to have, to call you guys my peers and co-workers yeah, out at McCall uh, at the Green Beret uh, schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the factory. The factory, man. But, hey, I think this is a good uh, first uh, shot out of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Looking at ODA 371, uh, I believe your team starting was Mike Reynolds. Mike Reynolds yeah. Okay, hey, Mike Reynolds, uh, great job, man. I mean, appreciate you, guys like you. All the guys that we haven't mentioned on the team, too. Yeah, well, uh, for, for that trip for Tagab, uh, that was uh, Greg Solon. Greg Solon. Okay, sorry. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Sorry, 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 Greg. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Basically, I hope you guys got a lot out of this. I certainly did. I'm a better man for having heard your story. I'm going to take a lot of your stuff that's great, use it as my own, rip you off. Blind. <laughs> of course. Like so any that, good SF guy. Yeah. But, uh, hey, thanks for coming on the podcast, yeah, no guys. Problem. I enjoyed it. Appreciate the opportunity, guys. Yeah, Thank absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Pinelander Podcast. If you enjoy our content and unique perspective, we hope you'll check out our sponsors, or better yet, consider donating towards the American Agogi Project. Blacksmith Publishing has been serving warrior class since 2013. We have great titles written by warriors for warriors. So if you're looking for a great book, come check us out at blacksmithpublishing.com. Looking for some cool apparel, you can always go to the general store at pinelander1776.com. And if you're interested in helping develop uh, our country's next generation of warriors, uh, consider the American Agogi Project. Uh, you can learn more about it through this podcast platform at podbean.com. Until our next meeting, remember, keep your head on a swivel, stay mentally and tactically smart, physically and spiritually strong, and socially astute. God bless Pineland.